Hey, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm here with Scott. Hey, everybody. And Siobhan. Hi. And we're here to do another one of our quick taste shorts. Yay. And to get us started with what we're going to do, I'm going to pass it over to Scott. Yeah, so um, this is a brand that we don't really like very much. Um, <laughs> well, no, um, let's stop that. It's an iconic <laughs> brand. It makes tons of the brands we like. Well, that's the distillery. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, before you alienate the number one <laughs> potential sponsor we could have in the industry... <laughs> Right. And somebody we've already worked with over the Legion brand. Correct. And have, at this point, up until probably 90 seconds ago, I've had a tremendous relationship. <laughs> I mean, it is the name of the damn company, too. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So if you can guess from the clue that Ed gave you about Legion, we're talking about the Jim Beam brand, not the Jim Beam distillery. Right. And in particular, what we have today is Jim Beam bonded quick taste. <laughs> Whiskey Shore. So the history, we're not going to cover the history of oh, Jim Beam. Jim Beam, no. like Beam some Tory again. I don't really know if we've done the entire Jim Beam oh, distillery history. I mean, we went into it a bit with Knob Creek. We yes. went into it a bit with Basil Hayden. Right. We went into it a bit with Baker. So we've touched on it a lot. We touched um, on those brands. And Toki, when we did yep. the some Tory Toki. Yep, yep. And Legion, of course, was an episode where that showed the connection between the Japanese side of the company and the uh, Kentucky side. So maybe someday we'll tie it all together. But that right. day is not this day. No. <laughs> we've also covered what Bottle and Bond is. Uh, we'll talk probably a little bit about that. I have a description of it from their website. They don't really have a lot of stuff from their website. And then yeah. uh, we'll, I'll read the description and then we'll taste it. Launched in 2015, Jim Beam Bonded is one of the latest additions to come out of the famed Kentucky distillery. Bonded whiskey has long been synonymous with high quality. And that connection comes from pre-prohibition... <laughs> ...when the rules around whiskey were, let's call them, not really there. <laughs> All manner of things could be passed off as whiskey until the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, one of the first consumer protection laws in America. A set of federal regulations that basically ensure that people are getting the good stuff. BIB means that the spirit in the bottle was produced in a single distillation season by a single distillery, matured in a federally bonded warehouse for a minimum of four years, bottled at 100 proof, and the label must clearly state where it was distilled and bottled. And that's all they have, folks. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, and they don't have as many bottled bond products as a distillery as a lot of people do. Right, right. You know, I mean, Heaven Hill has a lot. Yep, yep, they have four. Uh, yeah, Buffalo Trace has a, they have a, quite a few. Quite a few. Yeah. And so we'll have to really rack our brain for another Beam Some Toy product that would be a bottle and bond. Yeah. We don't like the white label Jim Beam. And it sounds a little racist, but okay. Yeah. But Jim Beam, listen, I probably drank more white label Jim Beam than anything else in my life. When you think of how many years I drank that with ginger ale, it was right. one of my favorite drinks. I've just moved past it. So that label's white. This is a beautiful gold label. It just says Jim Beam at the top with their seal and then bonded really big. Yeah. Kentucky Street Bourbon Whiskey. And then it says single distiller, single season, bracketing the 100 proof, which is also very large. So do you have any tasting notes on it? I do. I got tasting notes and I have the stats. So the mash bill is 77% uh, corn. 13% rye and 10% malted barley. The proof, of course, is 100. There's no age statement, but it, of course, has to be at least four years. It may just be four years. Right. Uh, Beam Centauri is the distiller bottler owner. The price for this... 20. You can find it for 19. More likely, it would be like 23. In that range, very cheap. Yeah. And I have a couple of scores here, which are interesting to me. So the Whiskey Advocate score, they give it an 88. Hmm. Which is pretty good. Um, and the Whiskey Jug, which we'll hear the tasting notes after we taste, 84. This is the same mash bill as the white label. Yes. 
So we're thinking it's a little older and it's higher proof. Yeah. All right, let's see. Yeah. So mm, mm. there is a nose to it for sure. It's a little bit alcohol, but there is. A little is, bit, but yeah, is, not too bad. I mean, once again, corn. very traditional corn and vanilla on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, going to say coconut, but maybe it's the vanilla. Oh, coconut. That's interesting. Yeah. It could, could be vanilla, but if coconut's got what you got, coconut's what you got. <laughs> coconut's what you got. What's coconut? What you got, girl? It's actually burning my nose a bit. It's pretty strong. Is it? I'm, I'm now getting a little bit of uh, dark fruit. Um, yeah, like uh, like almost it may be a cherry. Yeah, almost. I don't want to say that. Yeah. I don't say that. <laughs> I'm getting a pitted prune. Mm, interesting. Interesting. All right, let's take a taste of this. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. That's actually not really bad at all, is it? It's not. It's a lot more complex. Yes. We were both kind of cringing at trying this just because of the price and because we don't really care for the white label. But yet I was excited. I don't know why. I'm like a kid. The bottle looks so cool. I'm like, I couldn't wait to try it. Also, did we mention how dark it is? Mm, yeah. Very good point. The color is the very dark. Co- yeah. The color is really deep. Yeah. It reminds me of like a an iced tea that's <sighs> been like kind of sitting for a while with yeah. the bags. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sun tea that you leave outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets darker, darker. Have you put some water in this? It opens Not a little yet. flavor. Yeah. Try it. I will. It's sort of sweet, spicy, sweet real quick for me. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And enjoyable. Yeah. This really has a lot of flavor to it. I'm not expecting this. I'm a little thrown off, frankly. Mm. I taste a lot of caramel now. Yeah. With the water on it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I think that makes a world of difference. It's got a nice mouthfeel, too. Yeah. Oily on yeah. the tongue. Absolutely. I, I mean, as it is, there's only one thing that I wouldn't even say is off-putting. It's just unique. It's the finish. There's an mm-hmm. interesting taste on the finish that's almost like like a muted mint or a leather or something. Yes, like, l- leather, leather, as I was like thinking. Leather. And I'm not even saying it's a bad tone. It's just a distinct. It's a hint of leather. Yeah. That's what makes it different. Because most of the time when mm. there's a leather taste, it's a lingering yeah. leathery yeah, yeah, taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like a date with me. A date with me is like a little taste of leather. Is it? Thing. What are you think. talking about? I don't know. Just, you know, putting it out there for the ladies. You, know, <laughs> you, you do have the heaviest leather jacket in creation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I myself is like a weighted blanket. So, I mean, <laughs> right. you so, know, the best way to get rid of Ed is take him and that jacket to the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> just, just push him in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd sink right to the bottom. <laughs> Immediately to the bottom. <laughs> I love you, Ed. It's like, wow. I thought we were going to Hill Rock. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Siobhan's making her move on the podcast. Right. This isn't Widow Jean Distillery. Uh. So um, Okay, so the notes from Whiskey Yeah, Jug, please. On the nose. Candy corn and caramel, mm-hmm. followed by notes of dark fruit leather, vanilla toffee, and spice. Oh, we're getting so good at this. Lighter notes of yeast, chalk, and wood. <laughs> I did not have yeast. No. no or chalk. Or uh, wood. Or, or wood, really. Uh, it's, it's not that oaky to me. Uh, float around, adding an interesting minerality dimension to the overall aroma. Comparing mm. it to Jim Beam Black and White, I'd say it's closer to the black. I agree. On the palate, again, it starts off with candy corn and dark fruit leather, but this time it's mixed with some sarsaparilla. I don't know what that tastes like. Well, I it don't tastes, either. It tastes kind <laughs> of like... Um, like, like root beer? Yes, but with more of an herbaceous finish, like a okay. cloth. Bodacious tatas. Oh, wow. Herbaceous. Well, already bring that in. Yeah. Jeez, mm. This is the first thing we're recording tonight. You can't already be sexually entendres. Oh, well, yeah, can. Yeah, sure, what are you talking about? We, we were doing it while we were setting up. It's a Whiskey Tangent podcast. Of course you can. Uh, on the palate, there's more to it. Lighter notes of toffee, vanilla, wood, raw grain, with the yeast becoming stronger toward the finish. 
this comes off like a Richard Jim Beam white. So what am I taking for yeast? Like, like uh, yeast should be like a bready yeah, sort like of ethnic bread, if you yeah, will. or like, or like uh, like beer, mm-hmm. like the bottom of mm-hmm. a beer bottle. Yeah, right. Kind of right yeah. yeah. Uh, the finish is medium long. I can see that. Fade of corn, caramel, wood, and allspice. There's something on my tongue, almost like a mint. They didn't say anything like that, but no, it could be the allspice no. I have. It's definitely something that stays on my tongue when the sip is done. You know, I was thinking we have another pretty famous twenty dollar bottle and bond. Oh. The uh, Evan Williams that won our uh, bourbon bracket in the Whiskey Madness this year. We do. It's right over there. We have some. And let's see how these two compare. I mean, that would be a nice little bracket battle, uh, especially because we did the low-end bracket this year where we we tried to find the best under 25 whiskey. And Old Overholt had done a really good job. So, All right. So this is four years, we know. So let me try this. Mm. Wow. It tastes like 1977 for me. You've said that before, yeah, and I don't remember what it means. It just reminds me of a year. It just reminds me of like a, a time and a space because, like, it just reminds me of like the old alcohol my grandparents used to have. Okay, I got you. The Evan Williams is a little oakier, yes, than the Jim Beam. The Jim Beam is much sweeter. I think it's going to be a matter of taste between these two. I think we're surprised the Jim Beam holds its own against it. I find the Evan Williams, for some reason, it goes down better than the Jim Beam. <laughs> I do. Evan Weem goes down better than Jim Beam. <laughs> Shut up. See, I'm not even thinking that. But you know, We're just clarifying what you said. <laughs> you started it. I'm not talking anymore. So, <laughs> no, go ahead. Continue what you were saying. No, I, it just felt like the Jim Bean, I had to add a lot more water to it to really get the tasting okay. of it. Okay. Um, I felt like with Evan Williams, I knew just from the first sip that it only kind of bit at the end. When I say bite, I feel like there's like that peppery taste to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that at the end, whereas I felt like the Jim Bean, it was really intense. Yeah, with Evan Williams, you get the definitely wood spice at the end. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. There's a lot more oak on this than there is on the Jim Beam bonded. Um, I don't have a favorite. I think I can drink them both. Like they're both good. I wouldn't say one is superior to the other. And belying my usual thing, I think I'd like the Jim Beam bonded a little bit better. Because it's amazing. Because I think if I tasted the Evan Williams by itself, I wouldn't think there was so much oak on the finish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But tasting it side by side with the Jim Beam bonded, there really is. And I think I really like the Jim Beam bonded a little bit better. I mean, it's a shock to us because as I pulled the Jim Beam bonded out of the box that I brought it in today, he's like, "Yeah, I don't really have that high expectation." <laughs> yeah, no, and I didn't, and maybe that's playing into it. You know, yeah, right. Maybe because we had such low bar for this, yeah. but maybe if this was a six star, I'd be like, "Oh, it's really not that good." But listen, you don't have anything else for this. Uh, well, doing? well, I just looked up the Evan Williams bottle and oh, bond, okay. and the Nashville is very similar. Actually, it's seventy-eight percent really? corn, ten percent rye, twelve percent barley versus the seventy-seven, thirteen, and ten whiskey jug. We actually gave this one a higher score. The Evan Williams. The Evan Williams okay. gave it eighty-six versus the eighty-four that he gave to the bonded. But whiskey advocate was reversed. So whiskey advocate likes the bonded eighty-eight and the Evan Williams at eighty-six. And I would say that's how close they are. Yeah, it's very close. So. I'm incredibly thrilled that we got off the Evan Williams. The Jim Beam Bonded was probably the surprise of the year for us. Um, First of all, one reason I grabbed it, it is not 
everywhere. Jim Beam has plenty of shelf space in mm. most liquor stores, even in New Jersey where we are. Yeah. They have the signature. They have the single barrel, the double oaked. They have the Jim Beam black. They have the devil's cut. Yeah. They have the white label. They have the cherry shit that they have out there and all the flavored <laughs> crap ones that they have. Yeah. If you haven't been paying attention to Jim Beam, they have been releasing like higher expressions yeah. of their base spirits. Right. But the bonded I've never seen before until I saw it online and I said, oh, I want to go find it. And then it was not easy to find. Of course, our friends at Benash had it <laughs> for about $20. And so we have two delicious bottle and bond bourbons which together will cost you about $40. Yeah. And if you really are on a budget, you can still drink. Add the old Overholt bottle and bond rye to these and you have a nice base for your bar that is very affordable. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to mix them together in my own little infinity bottle. Oh my god. Oh, madness. No. Madness. Don't cross the streams. Okay. <laughs> so, for the Whiskey Tangent podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. And I'm Siobhan. Cheers everybody. <laughs> Bye. Later. Later.